T-minus three, two, one, zero. Hey everybody, welcome back. Another episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast coming at you. And today I've got Ollie43, pro proliferant YouTuber, putting out some amazing gameplay videos of Star Citizen and was on here earlier this year. And uh, I wanted to bring him in, wanted to bring you in Ollie to have like a three month kind of check-in. Cause I feel like a lot mm. of people come in, you know, you get hyped, you get a good month of excitement. And then you start to get into the flow of things, right? <laughs> Are you talking about the Star Citizen honeymoon phase by any chance? <laughs> the the legendary honeymoon phase. It's nice to be on here with a camera. Like, uh, you can see my face now, which is Yeah. Cool. Last time it was just a beautiful logo. This time it is a beautiful face. But thanks for coming on for this, man. I, how uh, oh, no, how have things been? Thanks for having me. Good. Uh, I can't believe it's been three months, you say? Since I last came on, it feels like it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, man. Three months ago. I've been enrolled in, oh my word. I've just been like sucked into Star Citizen. Actually, I think I had COVID for like two weeks in that time. So Oof. that was a blur. Not cool. Yeah, and three months ago, uh, we also weren't melting. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's hot. It's really hot. <laughs> and we're just not. Uh, we, we were talking before we jumped on the podcast. It's like my house it just ends up as an oven. 10 p.m. I just I can't just I need not equipped. To stop. Not equipped yeah, for the heat. I need, I need to live in space. There's no heat in space. Take me away. Take me away, Star Citizen, please. Yeah. Take me to Microtech. Um so <laughs> let's see. You've been playing for, for about three, four months now. Um mm -hmm. going by your YouTube channel, you've been putting out a lot of Star Citizen videos. Would you say that you are like all in on being a star citizen creator or are you waiting for another game to start picking up your attention or like how are you how are you uh, feeling it out so i'm just looking now i've today i will have uploaded my 80th star citizen video holy so God. i've done 80 videos um since i started whenever it was millions of minutes uh, watched <laughs> maybe i don't know that's a, uh, lot of, that's, a, that's a lot of footage man 80 videos yeah it's uh it's it's quite impressive. I don't. I don't know what it's all about. Really. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> just playing the game. Just having fun. Yeah. Just playing. Just having fun. That's honestly. Um, I wish I could put out more content like that. More, more just what, playing just gameplay. Game. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 good fun because you get in a, a lot of different situations and you start seeing more things in the game than you realize just watching videos or playing casually. Yeah. I I started by trying to not script but like plan out video stuff like what I'm going to do in each video. But at some point, I just decided, like, it just never works out the way, and you just end up <laughs> yeah. trying to, like, fix, like, force the game to do the video. And it just, like, it just became really difficult. So now I just kind of start playing and just kind of go with the flow. I just record, like, three or four hours and then just chop it up, and out it goes. Yeah, just kind of... I get a general idea. Like, not to speak, I just sit and play, but I... I'd like to check out this ship. What I'm going to do with it, I don't really know. Right. Um, like my latest videos going up today was the Reliant. It's the first time I've ever seen the Reliant. And uh, I tried to get a vehicle inside. It was kind of cool. Um, yeah. How did that go? Well, well. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, okay, can, good. Good. Yeah, yeah. You can fit a little gray cat in there. It's awesome. I guess we're at that point. Yeah, I'm still, I'm living in the past where 
you could reliably, you would need to ask someone that if they were trying to put a video or a, a vehicle into a ship, the first question mm -hmm. you would ask is like, did you blow up? Because <laughs> it was just so <laughs> unreliable for years. But I guess now it's, yeah. you can you can do it pretty reliably. That's I'm good. still pretty nervous. Like I, I, I put it in and then I lift it up and I was like, I'm going to do a, like a 180, 360 spin just to make sure it's not going to just rattle when I like fly off Microtech. I was like, okay, I seem good. And then, you know, I, we're safe. We can go now. Good, good. Yeah. Sometimes it like the, the, the vehicle starts to dance a little bit, like shake. And you just sit there. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, no, is this it? <laughs> is, this, oh, is everything oh, going to explode? That was one thing that happened to me. I really, you know, the Cutlass Steel, the one with the guns on like the turrets. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really wanted to go to like one of the outposts at Microtech and kind of gun all the enemies with the like turret. But I kind of got out the pilot seat and the ship's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, I'm landing. No way. Yep. I don't want to risk it. Yeah. I didn't get this far to crash. It's like uh, it's like how rattlesnakes will will shake their tail to let you know you're coming mm -hmm. close to danger. That's like Star Citizen. It's like, be yeah. careful. Stop doing what you're doing. Gives me some like PTSD every yep. time the game looks like it might 30k or Just something. Like, oh, wide. no, don't move. <laughs> Wide-eyed looking into the distance. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. So, um. Star Citizen is kind of like the main game for you right now, but I don't think yeah. I ever. I, we talked a little bit about like uh, the uh, roller coaster sim or roller coaster world or the game that you used to make content for a while ago. Planet Coaster, yeah. yeah Planet Coaster, yeah. And then GTA, we talked about a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I'm really curious. Do you, are there any games in your repertoire in your library that you've played a lot of? That you like have a good feeling of that would compare to Star Citizen, whether it's like an FPS game or an MMO or something. Um, I mean, I mean, I play loads of games. Yeah. Um, a game that I'm really enjoying right now, which I do not post content on because one, I'm not that great at it. And two, it's quite, I think the content for it's quite niche, uh, is Hunt Showdown. I, I love that game. It's I was, fantastic. I was going to ask you to play afterwards. We're not right after yeah. this, but I was going to say we need to set up a time to play because we talked about it before. Yeah, no, I'm still really enjoying it. Um, but it's really hard and I suck, so... <laughs> right, no, I get that energy. Uh, same same here. <laughs> but it's kind of the reason why I love it. And it's, like, similar to Star Citizen. Like, when it doesn't work, you just want to keep playing. Just so, like, when it does work, it's so satisfying. And yeah. Like, yes. It really is. It's And it's such a nice, compact experience. Like, it's just big enough to feel expansive and interesting, but, like, it's still focused, small amount of players... And like mm. simple, simple objectives. I like that game. Uh, did you yes. know that it comes from the original engine that Star Citizen's engine comes from? Nope. Yeah, they they have some similarities. The thing I love about Hunt is the I think the audio is just so good. I'm a huge mm -hmm. audio guy. I like I love focusing on like making sure my audio sounds good. But yeah, the audio in that game is so immersive. Like yeah. you can hear things so far away. What are they walking on? Things like that. It's super good. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an important part of the game too. The the way they build it and it's really cool. Mm. So Hunt Showdown does have um, pretty good gunplay in it. And like you said, good audio. Overall, good baseline. I was just looking for a game that you would feel comfortable with as we go through like today's discussion. If I wanted to, you know, ask for a um, a comparison, a game that we could point towards for that kind of stuff. So like... Oh, like loads. I've, I've like Battlefield. I play a lot. Call yeah, of Duty. Yeah. Okay, so we got um, some some baselines to point to. Yeah, sure. All right then. 
let's start with, I guess, the most interesting question, in my opinion. How it, how do you feel about the game now compared to last time we talked when you first started? You were in that first month. Ask, ask the big question, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay, so as a content creator, uh, it is <laughs> my patience for Star Citizen is reduced because I don't know if it's this patch or my PC or something, but I'll be recording a four-hour segment, and throughout that four-hour recording, I will 30K three times, maybe, four times, maybe. Wow. And every time we 30K, uh, it sets you back, like, half an hour, because you have to go back to, like, for example, yesterday, I was on Microtech trying to do something. I 30K'd, spawned me back at Hurston, and now I've got to call my ship, and then I've got to get back to Microtech, because, like, I don't... Like, I try not to put it in the video because, not because I'm trying to hide the fact that 30Ks happen, but oh, it man. Just, it's just not interesting. Yeah. Like, me moaning about the game crashing at a certain point is kind of redundant, and no one wants to watch a video about 30Ks. So I try to maintain, like, a story. And, like, when I'm, like, two-thirds of the way through of something happening, and I'm like, right, I'm going to go to this outpost with this ship, and it's going to be really cool, and then I 30K... I either have to suddenly decide, right, I'm going to tell everyone I'm no longer doing that and the video is about something completely different now, or I have to spend half an hour getting back to that point so I can finish the video right. storyline, if you like. So yeah. as a content creator, my patience is tested some days. Mm -hmm. But um, as a player, I still love it. I still take a million screenshots and it's lush. That's good. I so yeah. you, so then would you say that there was no honeymoon phase for you? It's just kind of been a smooth sailing the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. I I still feel like yesterday I checked out the Reliant for the first time. I reacted the same way I did when I checked out the Phoenix. Um, you know, for the first time again in like five years or whatever. Cool. So yeah, the, the game just manages. <laughs> I put. I posted uh, a comment. You saw the Inside Star Citizen. I watched your video on it. It was really good yeah. yesterday, actually. Yeah, the one yesterday, yeah. And I left a comment like, oh, what an episode. And people were like, is your mind going to be blown, Ollie? Because like, a lot of my titles are like, my mind's blown. <laughs> and <laughs> I kind of like just embrace it a little bit because, yeah, I do say that. But at the same time, I am just generally impressed with stuff. And mm -hmm. it's like i'm just enthusiastic about things in general <laughs> finding different so. ways to have your mind blown what's what's a better yeah. job than that exactly that's um what you describe with the whole having to go back and restart the thing that you were doing that's why i don't ever get gameplay videos out because like i'll record half the gameplay video something will happen that completely changes the story and i'm like well this is gonna be a weird video i'll just wait until the next one yeah 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 exactly yeah well part of me is like well maybe that's some of the reason why my videos are doing like I consider pretty well because there's not a lot of people have the patience <laughs> to like make content on Star yeah. Citizen right now because yeah. it is an alpha and it is still in development and things do pop up. Mm -hmm. so, I can't even yeah. imagine the kind of content like when this game is stable, the content coming out of it is going to be crazy. Um, yeah, it'll be so easy to kind of jump in. Yeah, but interestingly, there was someone pointed me to a post on. Is it Spectrum, the forum? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the title of the post was, Is Hyperrealism Going to Kill Star Citizen? And I thought it was interesting because, I like for Hunt Showdown, you can jump into that game and get a satisfying experience out of like half an hour. 
Whereas Star Citizen, the post was basically, is it going to go too far in the hyper-realism direction? And like, I, I left a post and I sort of said, I don't want it to go too far because I don't want to have to invest two hours to get like satisfying gameplay. If I have to like have a shower and then go to the toilet and then fill up my ship and like all these things. And before I've even taken off, it takes me two hours to do something fun. Then maybe it's like too much. I, I don't know what your thoughts on like hyperrealism and like Star Citizen. But for me, I would prefer it if I could jump in, spend 20 minutes and be like, cool, that was fun. I'm out. Yeah, the it's a. Uh, I have a I have a lot of, I guess, ideas about it because like there's so many ways they mm. could go with it. But one of the things that they've done recently uh, or rather they're doing for 318 is updating arena commander right the the races they've talked about how they want to rebuild the racetracks and add the snake pit and um that's something they were doing with the combat stuff last year arena commander stuff as well and it's something they've done with star marine and they talk about theaters of war possibly being a thing as well so i see like these little modules that they have and the way that they once explained that to us was that these modules were like video games in star citizen so hmm. the idea would be you can go in Star Citizen, you have a long quantum jump, you could go into your sim pit, play a couple rounds of Star Marine. When you get out, you're out, you're you're done with your quantum travel. Of course, there are complications with that when it comes to like interdiction and stuff. But I've always wondered, would that be enough <laughs> to like replace the replace that immediate fun that you're talking about? If you could just jump into Star Citizen and then play like a dogfighting simulator as opposed to jump into Star Citizen and go out into space and find bounties. Do you think yeah. that would be enough or do you think they still need to make sure that there's casual play in the verse too? Well, I guess, yeah, I guess like my response to the post was like, I'm just worried about it being too much. But if they've thought about it and they've come up with ideas, like you say, hey, you can now jump into Air, um, Arena Commander for a while. Yeah, maybe that would be enough for me to be like, okay, cool. But I just, the only thing for me is I don't want to have to have each play session be at least an hour. Otherwise, you can't play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, oh, I've only got an hour, so I can't play Star Citizen. That would be really annoying. Yeah, I get that. So, I, I agree with you there. Like, even if you're not doing the same thing every time you jump on, you want to do something fun. And I guess mm. it comes down to like, what's fun? Are you a... Like if you're a cargo hauler, are you cool with jumping in for an hour and spending that hour looking for the right job in the city and then getting that job and then loading your ship and then like signing off so you could take the trip mm. later? Or do you want to do all of that in that one hour? Yeah, I guess it kind of the signing out of your ship and going to bed and like logging out how that like on off. Like if I can just log out and I reappear exactly where I was, mm -hmm. it, none of this matters because you could just stop and start as much as you wanted. Right. right. But it doesn't, the game doesn't work like that. You like at the moment, if you sign out, you end up in Habs and you have like a five minute trek to a spaceport. Like that, like that aspect, if I can like reduce that, th then it's, then now, now I would be okay with it. Like if I can, you know, today you can... I'm going to just set up my ship and then tomorrow I'm going to go do dog hunt, dog fighting or whatever. Like that would be cool. Have you not logged out from a ship before? Yeah, yeah, a couple of times, but okay. it doesn't always work. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I just didn't know if you knew that was like a feature that oh, they're yeah, working yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, so that, yeah. I mean, that's supposedly the plan. And that's kind of what I was getting at is like how many, 
how many chunks do you need of of that mission? But it's a good question. Like the hyper realism thing has been uh, something that has gone back and forth since I've been around. I mean, people were constantly saying, is this going to be a, a space sim, like a hardcore space sim? Or is it yeah, going to yeah. be kind of more casual so more people can jump in? And I think actually as we've progressed, they've moved more casual in terms of... Okay. Yeah, okay. in terms of some I, of I the mean, stuff. As someone who's like recently jumped in and the way they talk, it came across, to me at least, that they were heading more realism. Like when I signed on, there wasn't hydration and stuff. And then on a recent patch, they kind of emphasize how often you have to drink, how often you have to eat. So from my perspective, it was like, okay, they're dialing that like realism thing up ever so slightly all the time. They, but. yeah, and that's, I guess that's where it gets confusing because they'll have these plans. So like we've known for years that we'll have thirst and hunger, that we'll have like a permanent death kind of situation, not, I hate saying permanent death, but like the whole death of a spaceman mechanic and that kind of stuff. But then you don't actually know how far they're going to go until they actually get there. So mm. like you said, they yeah. recently kind of dialed in that um, survival mechanics. But for all we know, they could dial it back again, you know, and, and make it a yeah. lot less survival-y. So I never really know exactly where they're going with it. But they've always set this baseline and it seems like they, they sort of stick to it. They want it to be pretty hardcore but they want to make sure that people can jump in and play uh, casually, as casually as you can yeah. play an MMO, I guess. Would Would you want it? Are you one of the people that would want it hyper-realism, or are you quite happy with it being kind of a little bit casual as well? It's kind of funny. I go back and forth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll see one yeah. feature, and I'm like, yeah, go super in-depth with that, and then I'll see another feature, and I'm like, no, no, please. <laughs> and yeah. I guess that's actually kind of another thing I like about the game is like, I feel like this game won't work unless they build a bunch of stuff into it that we don't like, that like certain people don't like, you know? So I, th I think a good like middle ground is good. For me, if they were doing the survival mechanics, I would prefer if they said food and water is like a, a buff, you know? You don't have to use it to survive, but if you don't use it, you're gonna be running at a much lower level than other people. Your uh, maximum capacity to carry stuff is lower, your stamina is lower, you can't hold your breath as long. Stuff like that, I think, would make mm. sense. But I'm not sure about, oh, I don't eat for three hours and I'm dead. That's... Okay, <laughs> how about this for a feature? Like, if you eat too many hot dogs, you just become fat. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that too far? Yeah, the like, you have effect. to go to the gym. <laughs> Basically, yeah. you can overeat and undereat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that'd be fun. That, that sounds like their medical system, right? How you, like, overdose when you take too much yeah. medicine. <laughs> oh, no, the armor store don't have L. Don't have XL, damn it. <laughs> like, uh, they don't have the right suit size. Yep, only an undersuit for you, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's um, that that would be funny. Uh, you know what? Speaking of food and stuff, um, you know, actually, we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, let's see. So, we were talking about how the game is for you now versus before. One of the things people say about this game is that in order to be good at it, you have to know how to work around bugs. Do you feel like yeah. since you started, you've gotten really good at just knowing how to avoid bugs? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of an example that I would keep in mind. But a lot of this game is just like, 
For example, when you're trying to get into a ship, some of the ships are awkward of like where the enter pilot seat button is and you've got to mm -hmm. stand in the right position for the UI to pop up. Yeah. There's just so many little things like that that uh, it's it would be really hard to teach someone all of those quirks, I guess you would call them. Like not so much bugs maybe, but yeah. No, I definitely feel like I've like the game has molded my behavior to play, mm -hmm. which is probably not what they want. You probably want a player who can have the game mold to the way they play. But at the moment, I feel like the game molds you to play in a certain way. Yeah. Like I was saying to you before with the, the hover and the uh, cutlass steel. I didn't, like, I had a plan and I was like, no, I, I don't want to do that because I don't want to risk dying. It's like kind of <laughs> forced me into a way of playing the game where I don't want it to crash or I don't want something bad to happen. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Game that. Tries to emphasize choice so much, but so many of these like outdated design elements are still kind of holding that back. Like you said, that's a really good one where if you're not looking at just the right spot, the little interaction menu doesn't come up and you're like, am I supposed to not get into this ship or is it just locked? Just yeah. For new yeah, players. There's been indications where I've edited out like 10 seconds of me looking at a ship going, oh, where's the blooming, <laughs> where is it? And I've just edited that out because, you know, otherwise the video would be twice as long. I'll yeah. Be doing these little stupid things. Oh, gosh. You said that earlier about, like, you're not trying to hide footage. And I just, I, it gives me flashbacks to seeing all the comments of people like, you can't trust what they say about this game. They edit out all the bad stuff. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah. you, you can find the bad stuff. I actually. Yeah. Wanted... Like some of the stuff I leave in, that's funny. Like uh, there was an example where my. Um, I like went to a delivery mission or whatever, and the box is like in the ground. There's like nothing I can do there. So I'm, like, I'm not gonna edit that. I was funny, but yeah, it's not gotta, a case of like hiding it. Got to dig for it. I actually wanted I, to ask. It, I, 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 go on. No, no, please you. I was just gonna say I don't like my interests. Number one is just making a good video. It's not about promoting the game or showing it in the best light. I just want to make a good video. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. Yeah. Exactly. I wanted to ask, because I don't think you do, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see you stream. I mostly see you record the video and then upload it. Is there a reason why you decide to do that instead? Uh, yeah. I mean, I do like streaming. I've done, I've done two, two streams out of 80 videos <laughs> here on YouTube. Um, so yeah, like what you say, I don't really stream. Um, and most of that is because, one, I just like the craft of a video. You can kind of like, I think Star Citizen is really cool when it's edited. But at the moment, while it's being developed, I don't feel like the game, like being live streamed, if I live streamed what I did yesterday, there was five 30Ks or three or four 30Ks. Um, things didn't go to plan. And I don't think from like a viewer perspective, people would want to watch that for hours on end because sometimes it's a little bit painful whereas when i make a video i can record four hours and make a really nice story make a nice video and honestly i think more people have time to watch like 20 minute videos okay and then they do live streams but so, i do enjoy live streaming i just like making videos at the moment yeah so it's more a product of the game then at this point yeah okay yeah, that makes sense. That's that's a good point because you know I when I'm streaming I'm mostly talking to people, so I'm not putting together a story quite like you are. But if you were trying to like really build something, you know, it's a lot better, like you said, to just have four hours of time to dedicate to that. 
does it mm. does it ever feel strange not talking to people but just kind of talking to your screen or are you used to it by now oh yeah i've been doing this for like 10 years it's more normal than talking to people face to face at a certain point you know <laughs> just, like, i prefer uh, it this way good. Yeah, no, it's nice. No one can look at me in the face. I get that. It's yeah, fine. I get that. Yeah. You get a you get a certain level of comfort, especially, you know what I love about playing versus streaming is not having the lights on. That that's great. It feels yes. like a luxury yeah. to me now. Yeah, 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 definitely. Unlike the heat, I can stop if I want to. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about it in the last podcast, but like streaming is mentally draining because you're thinking about the game, you're watching chat, your brain is doing things in the background where you're thinking what are people going to say in the chat when i do this in the game whereas recording a video your brain is doing like 50 percent less of the work I yeah think. i think live streaming is like actually mentally draining um you gotta be really made of something to do it on a daily basis and star citizen um, takes all your brain power <laughs> <laughs> exactly you gotta focus on this one yeah i i don't i could not stream star citizen every day because like the game just isn't isn't finished yet it's like it would crash i would get frustrated and then i would have to go on the next day and i just wouldn't i would end up just having a bad attitude and i don't want to be negative guy moaning about star citizen on the internet you know like i enjoy i've seen it happen <laughs> i couldn't stream every day i just couldn't yeah god bless Fair those play people. to anyone else who does but yeah that's it's impressive uh Going back to the gameplay though, and, and playing the game, what's uh, what have you been sticking to in terms of gameplay? You're still trying out everything, or is there something you've gravitated more towards? Uh, yeah, uh, I think I'm definitely getting to the point where I've done everything. Um, yeah, no, I feel like I've done everything. Um, the outposts are kind of fun. I keep returning back to those because it's kind of fun uh, exploring these derelicts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't. I like I I thought I'll be honest I really thought when I started playing this game I'd really gravitate towards the dogfighting and stuff and I do like it but I've kind of like come off of that a little bit I don't know whether I just spent too much time on it to begin with but I didn't really do much PVP it was more PVE but I'm kind of as much as I do like it and I will do it but in terms of I think it's more content wise I don't know I wouldn't find it as interesting watching PVE content or PvP content, because like when you're watching a video, it's usually smaller, and you can't really see the ships as much. I think it's much more entertaining to watch FPS gameplay or exploring in like third-person ship view and stuff. So I, I've stayed away from dogfighting lately, but I just, I, I just had to, I just had a little moment where you're talking about that, and I don't know why it it, it happens, but every once in a while somebody says something, and I just I'm like, wow, this game's cool. You're just like, yeah, you know, I like I like spaceship combat and that's fun, but it probably is cooler to just watch firefights on the ground. And it reminds me of what I used to think of when we played Battlefront back in like the early 2000s when I wanted to be able to do or talk about that kind of <laughs> stuff. And now we're just sitting here talking about it. Yeah. I love uh, it. And you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree. I think I, I enjoy the FPS combat in the game more. I just wish it wasn't so bad. I, I think, don't know. How do I you... think it's... I would say it feels a little janky. Just, I feel like the animations need to be tightened up, but also it's so punishing. Like if a, an AI catches you from behind, that's it. Like you'll go down. I was doing the Siege of Orison, which was really fun with mm -hmm. um, morphologists. And 
the amount of times one of us would go down because we walk in a room and a guy's like, you know, hiding behind a desk or something. It just happens and you can't really, it's not because you're bad at the game. It's just because you, <laughs> the guys just have laser accuracy and your armor just doesn't seem to be very good. I kind of feel like they need to buff armor in the game in FPS. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there needs to be a longer time to kill for there's, you and enemies. There's a lot of like the aspects of the armor missing in terms of like this will protect you versus this kind of damage or this will be like, you know, they there's all the armor is supposed to be powered. And they don't even mm. have that system set up yet. So agreed, the armor has a long way to go. And to be honest, you're also kind of walking into every situation completely blind. Like you don't have a map, you don't have radar, you don't have a way to detect what's on the other side of that wall. So you're just missing a lot of the tools you might normally use in FPS yeah. combat. Did you, uh, have you played the Siege of Orson yet? Yeah, yeah, I got to play it a couple times. Um, there was. What do you think? I think it's really cool. I actually haven't I haven't spent a lot of time to reflect on it, to be honest. I never played it all the way through, and I never got to see all of it, unfortunately. It's just been like a really busy couple of weeks for me, but yeah, I it's the best thing they've ever put into the game. Yeah, okay. But it's also very broken. Like... The game has come a really far way when you're able to get out into a city and have a firefight with multiple AI that continuously respawn with weapons and loot and medical game. Like it feels like the first time this game's ever felt like a full game with an FPS component to it. But at the same mm. time, it's laggy. It's unstable. Like there are clearly some holes in the gameplay and places they have to patch stuff up. People are kind of griefing and misusing the system. So like I, I have... I'm feeling really strong on both sides, but I yeah. appreciate a ton how far they've come to be able to get that to work, especially with was, like so many players on the server. Yeah, the 100 player upgrade was huge. Yeah, like it basically doubled the player count on yeah. servers. That was awesome. Yeah, but I I found <laughs> I did the I did the the Siege of Orison actually live. It was one of the things I did on the live stream, mm -hmm. and it took hours. And at the end, the last guy hadn't spawned in, so we couldn't complete it. Yeah. And like, and it was, just, it was very frustrating. Yeah. Because we had this whole story of like, we turned up a little bit late. We were kind of tracing steps. Uh, we used the last ship to get to the final platform, and it was really close. We almost blew up. It was such cool like moments. And then you get to the end after like two hours of gameplay, and you can't finish the mission. It was just like, it was so frustrating. It was like almost there. We almost like had a really good time. And then it was just like, oh, now we're just spamming random buttons to try and like move the story on or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's like the game forgot the cherry on top. It's like, yeah. it's, it's a cool experience. And then it finds some way to just kind of rain on your parade and you're reminded, oh yeah, this is, it's still Star Citizen. <laughs> I would say I thought it was really long without any direction. I feel like maybe the first platform should have been not tutorialized, but they've they've definitely said in videos like we've deliberately not given you much information other than get this guy or, or get the ge generals or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wish on the first platform they walked you through like 
you should probably go in this lift and go up here and find a guy, or you should probably go and do this first, or, you know, scout this area. Because I feel like I had guides, I had people with me that had done it before. If I didn't have those people and I was recording a video, I would have been there for like six hours. Mm -hmm. it, like, I would have struggled. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not obvious, a lot of the stuff. And as much as I think CIG want people to like, and I think players want, hey, I need to think about it and I need to kind of work it out and that's cool. But Gamer Brain just says, I'm used to things, <laughs> I'm used to games telling me what to do. Yeah. And I'm not used to thinking like that. So like, I just wish there was a little bit more hand-holding on that first platform. Just so, okay, I kind of get what you're asking me to do. Now let me do the rest of it on my own. Yeah. But I just feel like you kind of arrive at the platform and it's a bit like, okay, now like we're just walking around trying to shoot guys. Not sure what to do. That is a really good point. And I also love the terminology, gamer brain. Gonna, gonna get well, it. it's the same thing. Like if you put a gamer in front of a game, they instinctively can kind of figure out what they've done based on the games they've played before. Mm -hmm. But if you put someone who doesn't play games in front of a game, like... They're like, what do know, I do? Yeah, well... <laughs> Well, why why would I need to collect five sheep like what or whatever you know <laughs> you got to trade the sheep yeah exactly. um, that yeah that's a that's a very good point and they are very um very gung-ho on making sure that the game is like we're going to give you a lot of choice we're going to give you a lot of freedom and then we're going to make you pay for the bad decisions you make and I like that, but I also see where you're coming from in that it would be really, really helpful if they somehow kind of eased players into that. I don't know how they would because they, they, they need to make sure that you can't use that as a crutch, right? You can't just look at an objective and get every dynamic event done just like that. But at the same time, like you got to introduce players to the system. Hmm. What would you... Would it's, you it's a tough one. Do you have any ideas behind how they could have done that <laughs> i'm not a game developer i just make stupid videos <laughs> i haven't got a clue you're basically qa <laughs> yeah no i yeah exactly i don't um what well, i mean for me like a really good example actually is uh you know the outposts some of the things require you to climb up on things i find it really hard to discern what i can climb up on and what I can't climb up on. And I end up, and I'm sure everyone else has done this, you end up walking up to an edge, jumping a few times, going, nope, can't yep. climb that. Yeah. Right? So for me, and I said it in my video, was like, can they not just like put yellow paint on the edge of that bit where I can jump, just so my gamer brain goes, ah, I rec like that is a yellow bit of paint that I know I can climb up on. I think Far Cry does that, where it will basically stop you having to like repeatedly jump at things because it's it's just frustrating because you there's like there's no logic on like heights. Oh, I think I could climb that. If I was in real life, I could definitely climb that. But in this game, I can't climb. But if I do it over here, I suddenly can climb. And like, yeah. um, I I wish they just I it's it's weird actually because in the outpost there's no pointers anywhere. But in the ghost hollow, there's arrows on things you can climb up. There's like a little arrow that like points you to the bits that you, you know, the um, crash reclaimer site. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, in the middle where you can go into the reclaimer, there's like ledges with arrows pointing upwards. And that's great because, you know, law wise, hey, there's a signpost that tells you where to go. Yeah. But gamer brain, oh, look, 
I could probably climb that ledge because there's an arrow pointing that way. Yeah, I, I wish think, they used them. Honestly, I would I would prefer that they just figured out a way. And I think I, I could have sworn this was their plan, but I'm not sure if it still is. But figure out a way to just make it so that any any ledge of a certain level or height is systemically just able to be mantled. Because yeah, that, that's that part either. of that's part of the joy of Star Citizen, right? They don't paint out things for you to 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 immediately look at and know. They kind of give you the ability to they, they teach you that it's possible and then they say figure it out wherever it's applicable yeah and i like that approach more but if if you could climb up a ledge at a certain height every time i don't need the yellow paint but yeah. like until that happens it's just for, like it's just frustrating to keep jumping up on ledges it is <laughs> just stand there and jump over <laughs> I and can't over yeah exactly um so the fps combat getting back to i guess the Ghost Hollow mission um, is applicable here. And then also like Siege of Orson, we talked about some of the FPS stuff and you mentioned that you play Battlefield. Do you think you could give me like a, let's say Battlefield is like a, I mean, we could, we could say like Battlefield three or four. It's like a 10 out of 10. <laughs> FPS wise, I, I, I'm not going to start the arguments I really, with the later I, games. So. I like Battlefield 5. Battlefield <laughs> 5 is real fun. I just don't want to get attacked in the comments. I don't know how many Battlefield <laughs> viewers are on this podcast, but that is that is one of the great debates of gaming is these Battlefields, which ones are best. But I personally, I liked 5 too. Um, I yeah. think I liked everything except for this most recent one. But compared to like the gunplay, uh, like you said, the animations are a little off. Like the amount of tools that you have to use while you're fighting, how does something like Siege of Orson feel compared to a match of Battlefield. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell it's just pacing. I think it's just pacing. Like, yeah. I think Star Citizen expects you to, like, look down and grab your med pen or, like, um, you know, like, everything just takes longer. I know you can press C to get out your med pen. Don't yell at me in the comments. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> no, the key button, like, Ollie. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Every Like, there's a... Like, for example uh battlefield you just tap a button you throw a grenade or whatever mm -hmm. but i feel like in star citizen you would get out your grenade and then you would throw it and then you have to equip your gun again or whatever everything's like a lot slower so i just feel like it's more of a tactical shooter and battlefield kind of facilitates the fast pace action cinematic gunplay mm -hmm. whereas star citizen is more about taking your time look, look at my weapon i'm gonna attach a nice sight on it Kind of like, now I'm going to walk into Siege of Orison. Like something like uh, Tarkov. Yeah. I, I like Tarkov, actually. I yeah. think it's good. You've played it? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I'm no good at it, again. But <laughs> there's a, there's it's, a it's fun. decent amount of crossover from Tarkov and like other squad-based shooters like Squad or Arma um, mm -hmm. and Star Citizen. A lot of those people enjoy that sort of more slow-paced slow nature of Star Citizen you mentioned. Do you think that they do that well? Star Citizen, I mean? Um, I feel like it's... I don't want to seem harsh, but I just don't feel like the guns are very impactful right now. Like, when I'm firing an assault rifle, it doesn't feel like... For example, when you're firing something in Tarkov or um, Hunt Showdown, not a machine gun, but when you're firing something powerful, you feel like it's a threatening weapon in your hand. Whereas I feel like in Star Citizen, it's kind of like... They need to amp up the visual effects or the recall or something or just enhance or make the sound louder or something or deeper. Make it kind of like 
more Hollywoody guns rather than actual how guns sound. Because it, it doesn't feel as impactful when I'm shooting a guy down. And then you get the kind of delay. Oh, the guy f does the falling over animation. Oh my gosh. The 10 second dying animation. It, exactly. So like those things kind of make it feel a little janky, I guess. But at some point, I, I guess they're going to fix it up at some point. So I kind of tend not to pay too much attention because I'm like, right. well, I guess this is on their list at some point. Yeah. And that's it's like hard to judge the game because that's always true. But I agree with you. Mm. The 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 FPS and but also the ship weapons in my opinion still don't quite have that punch that I really want from like my sci-fi 900 year future game like that. I mean some of them do sound good but some of them are leave a little bit to be desired. Yeah, I feel like I remember hearing on a uh Citizen Live that the audio guys were like, well, inside of a cockpit you wouldn't hear much and everything's muffled like in terms of the guns but i feel like they need to like just do cool factor and just allow you know a really deep for like a laser cannon or something just like a really cinematic sound rather than just like oh well you wouldn't really hear it in real life so we're, we're just going to dial it back like really far they have this they have this really cool idea for audio it's kind of it doubles as pretty cool game mechanic and also like an explanation of the lore of why you can hear sounds in the space and the idea is that like our ships and our spacesuits simulate that sound for us and so they mm. then say that well if you take too much damage you take damage in a certain place on your suit or your ship will kind of like hit that stimulate that simulation so that you start to hear less and less i don't know when they're going to do that or if they're still planning on doing that but i think that would be really cool yeah i just feel like they need to crank up like bass or something to everything and just make mm. it super like like heavy because at the moment, I feel like a lot of the audio is like quite light. Kind of, that's a really bad explanation to anyone who's actual audio engineer, but very uh, trouble heavy, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going back to the events, Siege of Orison was one of them. Um, mm -hmm. We've also got to do, I think, Jump, Jump Town. Town since the last time we talked. Yeah, so that's a little more PvP focused. How yeah. how, how did that go for you? What did you think of that? So, I heard a lot about Jump Town because it's been in the game before, right? Yeah. And uh, everyone was sort of saying, oh, it's going to be really like, oh, you got to watch out at Jump Town. Ooh. And like, I'm here going, do I want to make a video on Jump Town? It's <laughs> I know be where tricky. this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and then every, I get there and everybody's lining up. Just like, uh, hey, good morning. Step in line and grab your, <laughs> grab your package. Come on by. Was, get your drugs. Exactly. <laughs> it was so funny to me. And my re I did not know that was coming. And my reaction in the video was so funny because I'm just like, what is happening? I'm here expecting <laughs> war and everybody's lining up like at a library or something. What the hell is going on? Everybody is too um, busy getting beat up by the game. They don't want to do it to each other. <laughs> exactly. But at some point some genius spots me in the game and decides to A2 bomb run Jump Town. And it kind of actually turned into a really cool thing. Like some random stranger just turned up, picked me up, didn't know who I was at first and then realized who I was and took me back to where I could deliver it. It then broke, the elevators weren't working, so I couldn't actually finish the delivery mission. But had it did work, it would have been a really cool, like, um, you know, Went there, I collected like six boxes or whatever, 
And then my ship got bombed and then random stranger picked me up and helped me out, which was really cool. And then it just turned out, um, yeah, the, the, the game like fell at the last hurdle and I couldn't deliver it. It was almost a perfect story. But... Just like the Siege of Orison story. Exactly. Like you always you exactly. get like such a cool experience. That is cool, though. That's uh, the old emergent gameplay, which CIG loves to talk about all the time. But it's I mean, it, it's real and it happens and getting to play with random people like that's pretty cool. So yeah, it was awesome. So what, what would be your natural approach? Because you got there and everybody was being friendly. But let's say you got there and it was completely empty and you had free reign and then other people started to come. What would be your go to strategy? <laughs> I've talked about this before <laughs> and I've talked about it with my A2 as well that I would, if I wasn't recording, everyone would die without, <laughs> without a doubt. I would be that guy. I would be bombing everybody. Uh, he's the psycho when the camera's not on. <laughs> exactly. So, but recording, I'm like, oh, let's see how this pans out. So I, you know, come in. But it was interesting. I was there another time and there was an orc there and they made, it was really funny. They made everybody remove all their armor apart from their helmet or something. They like said no armor or no guns and you'll be allowed in. So like people were strolling up with their guns on their back or whatever. And they were just getting gunned down <laughs> until everybody realized like, oh, I can go in as long as I don't have any weapons on me. Mm. They were allowed in. So that was kind of cool. There's all kinds of, of strategy for it. What we originally did, me and my org, was we were we basically said we're taking control of this as like a business. So we're taking most of the drugs out of here, but like anybody else who wants to come, if you're peaceful with us, we'll cut a little bit off the top and let you take it with you. And like, that's, a, I think that's a cool approach. I think um, the approach that you just mentioned is a cool approach. Like there's so many different ways to tackle it, which I think is what makes it cool. But mm. I do realize there's kind of a disconnect in the way that people view it. Some people view it as it should be able to be peaceful all the time. Like, we should get in there, work together and make sure we can get the, the, the drugs because everybody is playing the game. Like nobody's looking to get killed. You got beginners who don't know what's going on. Whereas other people are like, well, this is a strictly PVP zone. You better be ready to die for any reason, right? It's not up to negotiations. We might kill you. And I think part of the, I'm hoping that part of the solution to that will be in the future with more dynamic events, allowing those people to kind of do the events that they want to do. But how do you feel about that clashing of opinions? I think it's, I think at the moment it's to be expected, but I think it will change when there's a lot more at stake. Cause at the moment, if you die, you're not really losing anything really other yeah. than if you've already been there and you've like stocked up on stuff. So like the guy who decided to get a crime stat by killing everyone, he's now like, he don't really care. But if when the game is at a point where, you know, the, what was it? What did it, you said? The, one life oh thing. death of a spaceman mechanics death of a spaceman that's yeah. it. so when that's implemented and that's like a lot more important and insurance is a factor and all those things then i think people will be less likely to screw around because i think the, the thing is people are like oh it'd be funny to blow everyone up i think that's all it is whereas when yeah. there's consequence a lot more consequence to doing that i think people will be a lot more peaceful yeah yeah a good a better law system will help a lot have you fallen ill of the law system yet? I mean, you don't even have to be oh, a yeah. criminal player to do that. <laughs> have you gotten yeah, in prison? Oh, yeah, a couple of times. It was actually early on when I did the bunker missions. And at that point, they didn't show you friendly markers. Right. 
So I'm a new player. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go to the bunker. And I start shooting everyone. And why do I have a crime stat? What the hell? This is what you told me to do. It's so but, um, confusing. Yeah. But now they give you like friendly markers and it's great. But uh, yeah, I ended up in prison a few times. <laughs> and did you wait out your sentence or try to escape or how did you uh, handle that? I, I did the mining. Um, I don't like people. This is controversial. I don't think you should be allowed to just log out and come back an hour later or five hours later. I feel like you should have to like fill your sentence because at the moment if you go to prison and it says you've got a four hour sentence as far as i know you can just turn off you can just log out for four hours and then your sentence is complete right mm -hmm. right but i think you should be like only you know contributing to your sentence when you're in the game so if you go to prison you are in prison hardcore ollie <laughs> yeah is that controversial? very hardcore i don't, I don't th i mean i don't think that's controversial i'm sure there's tons of people who agree with you on that but that's hardcore i mean especially now when like you could you, you, you can get a crime stat for anything uh you just get a newcomer who comes in accidentally shoots a guard and then they have to just stand just in prison. four hours that's the next four hours of gameplay <laughs> oh man yeah the overall that prison system needs a lot of help i think it's uh, I, I didn't think it was too bad the only thing i didn't like is i didn't know the first time that i could just log out so I mm. thought the game was like, nope, you're in here for four hours now. And I didn't know I could just log out Ooh, and come back. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it makes sense, you know, like you're still missing out on gameplay. And I appreciate that because criminality is part of the game and they're not just punishing people who are being mean. They're adding risk to criminality. They saying, hey, you know, you could get caught as a criminal. We're not just going to mm. screw the whole game up for you. We're going to take away that freedom but we're still going to let you have like gameplay in prison i do appreciate that and i'm glad that they're updating that a little bit with 318 too yeah um but overall the the system in my opinion i i think it still needs some help um where so i'm curious i think it's it, there's not enough uh there you know you get thrown into prison and you mm -hmm. can basically take a single route to escape do some mining or replace an oxygen tank now they say they're adding missions but at the same time i think somewhere like the prison should be linked into other parts of the game and this is this is stuff that i wouldn't expect right now and i do hope that they add later and i think they will but like there should be mission givers in prison right there should be bounty targets in prison there should some, be reasons that gang you, warfare type yeah thing. i think there should be incentives for people to want to get thrown into prison because then it starts to mix up the objectives and motivations of the people in prison you get a little more emergent gameplay there because like as it is right now you could shank somebody and kill them and take their supplies but you don't have much reason to and i think if they really want it to be a good part of the game that does thrive and it's not just a nuisance to anybody who's a criminal they do still need to make it fun in there so I would, can you imagine like a, an org just trying to hold control of a prison? Oh God. Just, just like, no, we own the prison and you're going to have to pay us outside or get somebody outside to pay us to let you out. Otherwise we're going to kill you every time you try and mine. You, yeah. Like, that could, to the game could totally facilitate that. Yeah. You could have one of the most valuable or like powerful players in the game always in prison, right? They're just like, they make deals yeah. with people in prison. They have connections outside where they can run hits and stuff it's it's a bunch of theory crafting but like that's the kind of direction i'd like to see it go 
Yeah. Oh, I'm with you on that one. That That'd be cool. cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Three months it's been since you got in, or four four months, however long. But there's only been, I think, one or maybe two updates since you joined. And you kind of have gotten to see the structure of how they do that with the PTU and Evocati. And like uh, they kind of give us some sneak peeks and, and looks at what's coming up. What do you think of this strategy, the way that they're doing updates and, and building the game? Uh, it's kind of hard because like as a content creator, I find the PTU server almost a pain <laughs> because I have to, obviously, if I want to show new stuff, I have to suffer uh, a less stable game. Yeah. Uh, it takes even longer to make videos, right? But as a player, if I was just playing the game, I, I think it's great being able to, if I want to see the new salvage thing that's coming out soon, I can jump in, play with it a little bit, get my taste for it. Okay, that looks like it's coming along nicely, and then return to a, like a more stable version of the game. Um, I love the Inside Star Citizens and the videos they do. I think they're great. Um, and I think the updates are coming out really fast. I don't think that's always how it's been. But it, to me, it seems pretty quick, like iterations of content and ships. Like for me, I got the Mule, the Centron, um, uh, the Vulture I've seen in game, obviously with the uh, Drake event. Uh, so like I've seen quite a lot of new stuff. Mm -hmm. Like um, I think it's okay. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I've been, I think I'm going to make a video on it, actually. The, the idea that <clears throat> people are always expecting content drops from MMOs and Star Citizen kind of has this interesting situation where they're just, they're, they're able to always drop content and make the game feel a little bit more fresh. And it's mm. not like extra. It's like exactly what they should be doing. So they kind of get a benefit of not having to slow down or or wait half a year or a whole year to drop an update or dlc like other mmos um mm. you're right though it's going a little bit faster now not necessarily that they're releasing more updates they're doing more in their in their minor updates so like they do 317 and then we got 317.1 the the point one patch normally wouldn't have been that big like you yeah. would have gotten everything in the main patch and then like bug fixing and maybe something here or there in that x.x.1 dot x dot right, patch. We got 100 player servers. Like that's pretty, I think that's pretty big. Oh yeah, that was a good, yeah, late addition to the, uh, to 3.17.2. And I think it will continue to be like that. You jumped in at like a really good time for <laughs> yeah, not being boring. Yeah, because they, they shortened the roadmap. So it was easier for them to, I think, compartmentalize what they wanted to show us and give us a little bit less of like a overwhelming look at the year. So we get mm. like a nice look at the next update. And then they also have a lot of extra things they can throw in there. So you're starting to get like updates that have more content than they used to. And it's been it's been pretty good. But I'm always curious how it looks to people who just got in here for an update or two. Yeah, no, for me, I think like if I wasn't um, making 80 videos, I feel like I would still be finding new stuff all the time yeah um like i don't think i would have seen everything yet so yeah i think it's impressive i i find it i know in the past they've had a bad rap of like not having a roadmap or it being really lofty or not having times or anything but i think like now they kind of go f like there's so much information like you can see everything they're working on 
pretty much. And you can see the time scales, like what teams are on what. I think I don't know of another project out there that does that. It's kind of insane. I think I've heard that micro Microsoft Flight Simulator has some good roadmap stuff. Has, but, this, has the same thing. But honestly, in terms of communication, I mean, like you said, you've got Inside Star Citizen. You've got like the Twitch show that they do. Um, <clears throat> monthly reports, like weekly sneak peeks. They do, and they even show us like the schedule for every week. They have a lot of communication. Do you take advantage of a lot of that? What, just by? Just just watching, watching or reading it, yeah. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. Even if I wasn't making videos, I'd be watching it, I think. Because like, I'm excited when a new ship comes out. Or I'm ex like, this week's Inside Star Citizen was great. Just because they showed you know, stuff that's coming out soon. That's like exciting content, right? Yeah. Sprint reports um, it, are great. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like a backend stuff and you go, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. But it was like, you know, wow, shiny new UI and things like that. It was really cool. Yeah. Oh man. UI updates are like so few and far between. That was great. It's so good <laughs> yeah. to see a UI update. Yeah. But yeah, that's, it's, um, they put out so much stuff. Did you become a subscriber by any chance? Do you, look at their like oh, yeah. jump point thing that they put out yeah and you know what i really wish there was like a male version mm. as in like i could get like a like a magazine type thing because i love the pdf it's yeah well made it's beautiful but yeah. it's it's kind of uh hard to read a pd like, i don't really enjoy sitting and reading a pdf i don't know about you but no. i kind of wish i could have them all printed out nicely you know yeah because i feel like you have to like zoom in oh, on the page and like yeah exactly your screen around yeah but it's it's uh, i would it's, subscribe to that yeah but it is it's nice that it's there and to be honest my favorite thing is the monthly reports um i talk about them constantly but like if every game did something like that even if it was a quarterly report but if every game did something like that i feel like people would understand games way better like have such a better understanding of how a game is made even if it's not the technical part just the idea that like this happens at this point and this happens at this point and, like this is how many people have to work on something that's considered simple i think that stuff the is cool. only thing and I, like this is the only negative thing is i kind of wish we saw something more about squadron 42 i feel like they're so cagey about that side of the project they are in terms of like i don't I don't know how far they are. I'd like I don't know any I don't have any idea when that's coming out. I don't know when a trailer's coming out. They almost kind of like promoted it and then you know radio silence. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. So Squadron 42 it's funny cuz that's the one that deserves all the criticism. When people are like, "Oh, they spent so much money on actors or like they've they gave us three different release dates and they've missed them all. Like that's Squadron 42, right? That has nothing to do with Star Citizen other than being part of the same project. And it's mm. funny because Squadron 42 just doesn't make as many headlines, but I have, I'm in agreement with you. They're very cagey about it to the point that I think it's detrimental, honestly. Um, I think that- I feel like they don't try and build up any hype for it. Like they don't talk about it that much. No, they don't. They, they did, they tried and like, in years past, they've tried to get the ball rolling in terms of giving us updates on it, in terms of getting, uh, I guess, looking at least like they're putting more effort into it. Like they they put together the roadmap for Squadron 42, which was useless. I mean, it does show the work they're doing, but it's like 
even there's, this, there's no context for it yeah even the star citizen progress tracker is like okay that's just what you have planned we don't we don't know what that means they tried to do um like a quarterly series on squadron 42 called the briefing room they got they did one episode mm -hmm. and then they stopped that was like a video that wow. was five months four months late from when they told us they were going to have it and they hadn't told us anything about it for those four months like they've always botched things when it comes to sharing about squadron 42 and it's hard to why understand do you think that why is? um oh you don't <laughs> i mean it's you ask my question. i have i have theories and i think a lot of people probably will point back towards the brainchild of the whole thing being chris roberts and that he has a huge ambition for the game it's it's his baby it was the original idea of this whole project it um it has you know people that he worked with in the past working on it it's got um new ideas and, and and stuff and he's like a movie guy at heart right he wants a cinematic experience so he needs this to be perfect and he wants it to be a huge surprise so they go back and forth on how much they need to share and i think that it's a little bit too much i'm surprised i didn't know that they had already given three release dates yeah, the first one was like 2014, I believe, uh, and then I think it was That's 20... almost 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's what? a conversation. Yeah. But the... like, if how do you go from thinking your game's going to come out in 2014 to radio silence until 2022? Well, that wasn't radio silence. We got other release dates. So the, the big one, the one that is memed Man. about is 2016, and they... They got like all of the actors in this. There's a trailer. You should go and find it. Uh, Answer the call 2016. It showed like amazing actors names. You had like Gary Oldman. Um, you had Jillian Anderson. Like uh, what's his name? Something John Reese Davies. Like all these crazy famous actors. And they're like, this is a crazy cool game. Super militaristic. Sign up now. Answer the call. And then 2016 came and went. And it was like the biggest joke um that's crazy yeah and and it's always been the embarrassing part of the the whole story is that why they don't talk about it because they're just embarrassed i, I think i think they got to a point where they're like we need to not put out dates for this game anymore because <laughs> they did it one more time they said the i beta feel like was they just coming. need to release something and then do a squadron 42 episode 2 or something right? well that's the thing right they've they already Just planned for it to be three parts, actually. So they're ahead yeah. of you on that. But <laughs> that's the thing it. is, like, they've taken so long and so much has happened. And to be to be fair, part of that length is the fact that they are building the game engine. They are trying to manage the production of Star Citizen at the same time. So there's a lot of, like, resources getting pulled every which way. And I think that's part of what's made the funding model so difficult to follow. But they, if they don't, Put out a game that's amazing now that's going to be a disaster for the whole project so they're they're kind of stuck they have to make sure it's good right i just feel like they just needed to lock something in and just hey it was our first try the next one's going to be better i i just feel like they're too soft on oh but, but we can keep working on it because like when when will it come out if it's not coming out in the next do you think it's going to come out in the next three years yes you do yeah, okay. I do. I, I think I thought you were going to say no. In the same way that the development surrounding Star Citizen is different now, over the last, I'd mm. say, like year and a half to two years, it's definitely had a big shift. I think the same mm. is true with Squadron. I think they probably finally got to a point where 
they were able to put a lockdown, maybe not on features, because God knows they always are trying to do more with that, but kind of the, <laughs> the scope and scale of the story, the layouts of the missions, um, and some of the su supporting gameplay that we need, things like the star map, the radar, um, ship combat is starting to actually become a reliable thing. FPS combat is seeing some work with, with the medical gameplay. Like you're seeing some of these signs in Star Citizen that show that clearly they can now fill in these gaps in Squadron 42. And I think that yeah. points towards like next like two years, maybe. I, I don't I don't like to put a <laughs> number gonna out there. There's going to be a clip of this in like three <laughs> yeah, years' yeah, yeah. time. <laughs> You'll be like, like, no. <laughs> I was like, maybe I shouldn't have just said that. I, I, I absolve myself I, of all <laughs> numbers. <laughs> uh, I, I think they should... Uh, I find it frustrating. Like, I've not even been here that long, and I find it frustrating that we're not getting that much stuff. I don't yeah. know how people have... Like, if you've been following the project as closely as I'm following it now, I'd, I'd be... I, I I might be done because like <laughs> it a lot of people are they, they kind of communicate a lot but at the same time they don't right like, in certain things it's like you tell us a lot but there's never any dates their their problem is that they they wait until a certain time to tell things and mm. and like you'll get some news and they'll be like yeah so this is what happened like eight months ago and you're like why didn't you tell me that six months ago then yeah. like why, why do we have to wait all this time for this and that is a bit frustrating and it kind of the, the squadron 42 approach um definitely lends a different slant to the idea that they are in open development because part of it is open star citizen but then squadron 42 it's just it's harder much harder to follow they put out monthly reports but a lot of it's the same as the star citizen stuff and we don't get that much context yeah i guess the thing is they they're not under any time pressure like they continue to get funding they don't have a publisher waiting for money to come in like for a game sale for example so there's no like um cyberpunk equivalent where like a publisher's going well we need it to release at some point because we're waiting for that paycheck right i think they... isn't just... go ahead no i don't care I was, I was going to say, gonna say. I, <laughs> I think they look at it similar though. I think there's not a date that they need to do Squadron 42 in order to get paid, but Squadron 42 is their key to getting paid. Like if they release Squadron mm. 42, they're going to get a massive influx of cash to help with Star Citizen. And mm. they know that. So I think, and, and you can kind of see it, like they expect it. Look at the expansions they're doing, the studios they're building, like they're expecting a pretty big chunk of change in the next couple of years i think to help kind of boost uh all this expansion they're doing but do you think they're waiting for uh the pu to get to a certain level before because if you you know hypothetically if you launched squadron 42 next week and then all the players complete the campaign and go what shall i do now oh i'll go into the pu but the pu's kind of buggy or like it has quirks to work through and then people fall off do you think that's why they're holding back? Because they're waiting for a PU to get to a point where people will stay on PU. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. Because they'll still sell ships. No. You know, they they would still <laughs> <laughs> like they get a that's bunch a of ship sales yeah. from people coming in from that stuff. Even if the game was a little bit like buggy and they weren't ready for it, they'd be like, "Oh, this is sick. They clearly make a good mm. game. I'll just buy this stuff and wait until it's ready." Um, yeah. I mean, it's a good point though. I think they would lose people because of that and. 
it probably helps that the game didn't come out in 2016 and everybody who finished squadron 42 had to wait six years for the pu to become uh stable but you know yeah with that context then they wouldn't have been working on squadron as much so maybe star citizen would have been further along just so many what ifs you know yeah i'm surprised that they're doing this siege of aurora and stuff which is like kind of like a story kind of a mini story like the nine tails you get like an announcement and you're kind of following a story Mm -hmm. but like they've they're making like you said like a cinematic campaign but like wouldn't it have been much cooler if they could have like had it a bit like gta online where the missions are online rather than um you know within a single player yeah like a like a campaign in the mmo yeah yeah it, it would that would be cool i do hope that like the missions in the mmo get to that point where you feel like you're running through some sort of maybe not like a full-length campaign but like a six-hour chain of missions that feel like a really in-depth campaign yeah. i think they just wanted full control over squadron they wanted to be able to time things make it feel like you're playing in a movie like all that stuff they didn't want somebody like barreling in with their <laughs> with their reclaimer <laughs> and smashing into your edges or something <laughs> what are you doing I'm just trying to land <laughs> <laughs> just playing the game man where'd you guys come from <laughs> yeah but that that i look forward to missions that feel more cinematic and in-depth than in the pu because currently the missions are very basic I, i'd say mm. yeah i i feel like i've been quite negative today but i am generally still really enjoying the game it's just, like I said, I think being a content creator, Star Citizen, has kind of emphasized frustrations in mm-hmm. the sense that if I was a player, I would have just kind of shrugged it off a little bit. But as a content creator, I, like, I have a target of hitting a video every other day, and I have videos yeah. I want to make. And like, <laughs> when there's problems, I get frustrated, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I still really like the project. I'm still really invested it's the only thing I'm making videos on right now. But. And the yeah, it just needs that little bit of polish. Yeah, it does. And it's a, it's a joke to say, and we've been saying it for a long time, but I feel like it's like the next couple of years we're looking at some big changes. And I said that, <laughs> I said that a year and a half ago. I put out a video, yeah. and I said that I felt like over the next couple of years, things were going to start to pick up a lot, and they did. And I think that's yeah. going to continue. I think... Server Do you think meshing. it's going to multiply? Like it's going to get even more? Like, a, like, like exponential speed Yeah, up? exponential. That's the word I'm looking for, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm kind of. I'm so hard I, on the spot right now. It's like you can, you can see it. The way that they've added locations this year, we've gotten more new types of locations than we did in like the previous three. I Don't quote me on that. I don't know if it's actually true. But like my point is... <laughs> we're seeing really fast iteration on things and really quick additions from teams, specific teams that they can call out like the Montreal team or the EUPU team or the Sandbox team. Whereas before we didn't have that sort of context, all we knew was, um, oh yeah, they've done this, this kind of work on this part of the game and this kind of work on this part of the game, but we don't know when that's coming into the game. Now it's like, you see it, they talk about it and you get it in six months, you get it in 12 months. And I think that's a big difference that is only gonna get more and more true. And like I said, with the smaller updates, them fitting in some of these like little tiny things like the 100 player server updates, that's also compounding. Quality of life stuff, less crashes, less bugs. The game has been so miserable for so long that every small (laughs) 
addition like that feels like a take big anything deal. You can get. Yeah. So I think I think it's going to feel exponential. I'm not sure if it's going to be, but um yeah. I think like thinking about the recent update, they added a load of like uh, fuel stops around microtech. Mm-hmm. Like that's a pretty big deal. And I feel like people don't really talk about that, but actually it was quite a lot of work probably to generate those areas and stuff. And they just plopped them in and it was kind of no fanfare about Perhaps. it. That's, that's part of their tools. And they just gotten good at like building tools. and throwing yeah. it in. Yeah. 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 Um, I had a couple more questions for you before we wrap up here. Does this cool. game feel like a long-term main game to you? Does this feel like something that you could be playing for years from here? Yeah, just because I want to see where it ends up. <laughs> like, if I, th- I don't know. If it was finished today, I don't know if that would be the same answer, honestly. Like, I, I don't know. But because they keep changing it, it's always going to feel a little fresh. Um, so, yeah, I guess so. To answer your question. Yeah, because it's feel definitely like won't be done for a, for a few years. Yeah, they'll, they'll be adding yeah. stuff regularly. Well, Squadron's out in a couple of years, you said. So, um, hey, <laughs> don't attribute me to that. I don't want to see a quote on anybody. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So you can't, you can't say stuff like that. It's on my rule book here, and I missed it. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's exciting how much it... Like, there's so much room for polish and changes and quality of life stuff. And I think, you know, seeing that, being part of that journey is, is kind of fun, actually. Yeah, so. it is. It's part of, like, you're jumping into more than just a game when you're getting into Star Citizen right now, which is kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. So I guess that works perfectly with my last question for you. Basically, um, what are you excited to see in the next year? I don't know if, how much you look at, like, the roadmap or what they're talking about coming, but is there, are there any features that you've heard about or maybe that you haven't heard about that you'd be interested in seeing soon? I'm really looking forward to, and I don't think it's going to be soon, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how the game progresses with large ships, capital ships, and server meshing and stuff like that. Not because, you know, from more of a technical standpoint, I just want to see how it works. And also, with Jump Town being as weird of a social experiment as it was, it'd be really interesting to see how you get a similar social experiment where you have like 30 40 people on a javelin how's that gonna pan out how, like are people gonna start having among us type fantasies where they start stabbing people in a dark room when no one else oh, is watching gosh. like you know yeah <laughs> like, that's just how like, is that all gonna pan out yeah uh, making like oh it'd be so cool if they had closed servers and you could just make little mini games like that with with ships that'd be awesome yeah but that is a that's a great one um Capital ships have always been kind of a big question mark because they've talked about how they want to make it work. But in practice, you know, it's going to obviously be something crazy that nobody expected. And I'm also excited to see how people handle that and play around with that. Somebody's going to end up doing some kind of ridiculous uh, capital ship battle with like 10 javelins and a low atmosphere and every ship that gets blown up crashes to the ground. And that stuff's going to be amazing. Yep. I, like I'm looking forward to seeing that because I feel like that would be a huge milestone for the PU, and I don't think it's going to come before we get Pyro because I don't think there's enough space in yeah. the Stanton yeah. for capitals. But um, that would be really interesting when that that happens. Yeah, and they've got a lot of capital ships still not uh, necessarily in the game. I guess that's actually one last question that 
that we can talk about is the ships themselves, um, mm. the ship sails, how how they're presented. A lot of people have complaints about the ship sails. They think that it's uh, a ripoff that you can buy ships or that it's pay to win. Um, obviously, it's a way to fund the game. But like, how do you feel overall about the way that they handle the whole thing or the way they price their ships? Um, well, I don't. Well, first of all, I don't think there's any pay to win in this game because I think a good pilot can fly a bad ship and still win. So I don't think the pay to win's fair. But the pricing of some ships in this game is weird. I'm just looking on the website now. And the A2 is £720. Whereas the C2, basically the same ship, apart from doesn't have the Moabs, is 384 Like, those Moabs are so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> just to have that feature. And it's the same for, like, um, the Cutlass Steel is 225 And if you go down to the Cutlass Black, it's 96 So, I don't know. The pricing's kind of all over the place. And it doesn't really add up. Yeah. Um, a ship that I bought recently was the Reliant, which was a really cool ship. But that's really cheap comparatively to other ships in the game. But it does more. So, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's £62. But when you compare that to... A Buccaneer, which is £105, but doesn't have cargo space, doesn't have um, potentially habs. Like, I don't, um, like, that's a weird value. Also, the Buccaneer is a Drake ship, and I thought they were meant to be kind of like more stitched together kind of mm -hmm. affair. Yeah. So, I don't know. The pricing seems a bit weird to me. There's, the, I think the biggest giveaway of the pricing model is when you look at alien ships. They all have what we like to call an alien tax. Um, basically, <laughs> they're all more expensive than their counterparts made by human manufacturers are. Because CIG just doesn't want that many people to have that ship. And um, they always started out with this idea of like, oh, it's funding. You know, don't worry about the price you're putting in. That's how much money you're choosing to put in. But obviously, over time, those prices have been... Um, synonymous with how much the cost of the ship is for most people so it's yeah. it is definitely a weird one and it, it feels kind of fomo e like they're like well the ship is so expensive so it's exclusive so you want it more kind of thing yeah there's a, definitely a skill of having like impulse control right if you if you had a lot of disposable income and you're into this game i imagine it would be hard not to buy all the shiny ships uh <laughs> to be honest, especially when they do them on the like events for um you know invictus week or whatever where it's like the javelin's only here for one week and it's two thousand pounds like yeah as soon as you know you've only got a week to buy it and also there's um a quantity like uh there yeah, was a it's point limited. where shit it's limited which yeah. is bonkers because it's not limited it's freaking software there's not, nothing limited about it at all right but like that encourages this kind of like well if i don't buy it and it sells out i'm gonna be sad so i better spend a thousand pounds on a yeah. ship that's not out i'm i actually back uh when i didn't really play the game that much i was doing i had another job before i was doing this um i actually had no interest in buying the ships i would every once in a while i'd pick something up just to kind of help fund the game um mm -hmm. but it never really like i don't know i never felt that 
inspired to get them. I love the ships and I like reviewing them and flying them and playing with them. Um, but from then till now, I've always been of the mindset of like, just don't get them. You know, it's the people who well, you want can earn to them in them. game, can't you? Yeah, you can Most earn of all of them in game. There was a time when we couldn't. It actually wasn't that long ago, say the last two years, three years now. Um, you couldn't buy or rent ships in game. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a. It took a while for that to get into the game, and a lot that, of people didn't think it would be... happen. A lot of people were like, yeah. "They'll never let you buy those ships in game for now. They're gonna put that off as long as they can." But they they eventually did, which was nice. Yeah. No, but, that's huge because I th I think a lot of people have more time than money mm -hmm. to like own the ships, like. And eight, like I'm never spending seven hundred pound on a Hercules. I'll just buy in game. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I can't justify seven hundred pounds on a on a on a ship. On their own website is like three hundred eighty for the same ship. Like it's the same design inside, pretty much. Yeah, they've got you know so, it's got turrets and armor and and stuff like that. But they just don't want that many people flying around with giant bombs. <laughs> yeah. I guess also like it's the cool factor. Oh, that ship's really awesome, so we can charge more for it. Yeah, I personally like would it... not put that much value on that gameplay, but you know, no. it's it's some people's choice, and I'm not gonna say how to spend your money or not. But I do think everybody should take a second to think about what they're putting their money into um, when they do, because these ships can change, the the specs of them can change, the looks of them might need to change. They do a lot of work on these ships over time and you might your type of gameplay that you like might change so it's definitely a gamble putting that much money down on a ship that's not ready yeah i mean i i think this might be quite controversial but i think obviously when this game was in first development and they needed funding i think selling concepts was fine but i think it's a little unfair to to ask for more funding cuz they i don't I don't know, but I'm pretty sure this game has a lot of funding right now. And I don't think they need to sell concept ships. They, anymore. I think they only just became barely profitable. Really? They're okay. pretty balanced. Yeah, they put out their financial reports at the end of every year. You can, you can check them out. But for the most part, they've been... Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they put out all their financials. I don't know how much detail they get into, but like you can see the document if you like. It's public. Um, Interesting. Cause they, yeah, they've, they've been paying a lot of money. I mean, besides the, the actual keeping the game online, just paying out all the devs, is like a ton of money. I oh think, yeah. I think yeah, Grumpy Eye did the math and came out to something like 70 to 80 million a year just to pay the employees besides like, you know, the five studios that they have and the aid, the, the Amazon web services stuff they're using. And so, yeah, I think they're still trying to I still to find don't like. Sorry, I was just going to say, I still don't like selling concepts. I, 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 because I just feel like if I'm paying for something, I should get something in return, and it shouldn't be a promise. Well, you do get a loaner ship. True. It's but not I, necessarily I, the ship, but it is, it's, it's something to hold on to that at least is like a, hey, mm. <laughs> you can fly something. That's the only, I kind of wish they just, didn't do that i understand obviously they want funding and by the sounds of it like you say it sounds like they need funding but i still like they have enough ships and they haven't like but they just don't show them all on the website right so they they circulate them and stuff so if if it's about making more money then maybe have more ships available to buy or i don't or lower the i don't know just do the math but i just don't 
like the selling concepts. Like sell it when it's out is mm. what my stance on that. Well, I always thought a decent way to fund the game after it releases, um, if they did want to keep selling ships, was to continue doing the concept sales, uh, but not let anybody fly those concepts until the ship was in-game. But you think just that period of time in between concept and being in-game is... You just don't want to see that. I just don't. I just don't. Because I, like I say, I think it plays on people's like FOMO. Like, oh, I don't want to miss out on being able to buy the ship and stuff. Like, mm. I think they should just have, I think they should obviously promote a ship and say, oh, it's coming out soon. It's coming out soon. Oh, it'll be out next week. And then release it and allow people to buy it that week. Um, I, whether or not that would work financially for them, I don't know. But from a player standpoint, I just don't, it just doesn't sit well with me selling concepts that are so that. far away. Like maybe the Corsair, because that's close. We saw that recently, right? With yeah. the gray box phases yeah. and stuff. That, that looked nearly like getting close to finished. Oh, but, but they, they, they released the concept for that years ago. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that maybe now would be fine, I guess, mm -hmm. like a few months before it's out. But this like uh, selling ships that are just artwork. That, that I kind of have a problem with. I yeah, guess. yeah, I can see that. I think I think if they're going to do a concept sale, it should be something that's coming out like six months max, maybe months. a couple yeah, more. Yeah. But I, I can agree with you on that. And I think there's a lot of discussion to be had about that, too. That's like the hardest part to really wrap your head around is the funding, the balance of funding versus making the game, focusing on the finished project, the product versus like the current play experience like that whole section of conversation around star citizen is probably the the most divisive i think yeah yeah i don't know if many i don't know if cig would want me saying something like that but like i just i know what impulse control problems people can have and like when you put a concept sale ship that's not out for a few years i i just don't like it it just doesn't sit well with me so yeah, the six months is a great idea. Like, oh, the ship is coming out this year. Maybe you could pre-order it. Yeah. But selling a ship that they know for a fact won't come out for a few years. Mm. You can go either way on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ollie, um, I'd like to thank you again for coming. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on, your favorite part of the game, or uh, anything that you've particularly enjoyed? I know you're working on an org. Did you want to do a plug for that, or is that still in the works? That's still in the works. I really want to have an org, but I don't know if I can be bothered to organize it all the time, which is <laughs> it's in the name, right? Yeah. It seems like such hard work to organize people. And yeah. Stuff, it, 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 I didn't think it was when I first started one. Uh, <laughs> this but is yeah. what I keep getting told. Yeah. Now, the, the org probably takes, I would, because both me and my wife do this basically as a full-time living the org probably takes like 30 to 40 percent of our time in a given month uh whereas mm -hmm. like you know obviously you don't make any money doing that and then uh the content is the other half so it's just it can be hard to balance but yeah it is uh it's a lot of work do you think okay how's this for an idea i've been pretty like anti uh capitalism or cig this whole podcast uh but what if CIG allowed you to have a paywall and they take a cut of the organization. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. 
<laughs> so like the the org people got paid. Yeah, so you would get a cut. I'd say sixty percent. CIG get like forty percent. No, but you I, ha- no. I would not want to mix money in with it. It's already difficult enough. It's like there's just so much. You said to- it took forty percent of your time. Is your time not worth anything? I mean, it's it's an extra. It's an enjoyment. It's it's the community. You that's know, fair. that's like that's right now. It's it's difficult when you can't put enough time towards it or you feel like you're not putting enough time towards it and you get that kind of like that guilty feeling like you're letting it down but at the same time you know that at some point it's going to be a community that brings a ton of value and a ton of enjoyment to the game so i i'm I'm fine with investing in that you know yeah i feel like if they start building money into that the whole experience goes down the drain (laughs) yeah i'm just a terrible person that's like hmm how can i make cig more money (laughs) To be like, you want funding CIG? Here you go. Sign me up. I'll help you uh-huh. out. Well, I I do hope that you uh, that you decide to jump in on it, and I hope that you're able to fit that into your content. What you're doing? Sorry, the, the call to prayer is going on outside. Um, uh, that's okay. A, a new regular part of the podcast and live streams. But <laughs> uh, that about wraps us up. We've been we've been chatting, man. And honestly, I wanted to talk longer. This is a, this is a great talk. I can't wait to jump in, hopefully some hunt showdown soon and play a little bit or maybe some star citizen. Um, but we've been talking about your content, the whole show. So can you please let everybody know who's been listening and watching where they can find that content? So I, uh, make videos on YouTube, uh, on the channel, Wally 43, uh, star citizen gameplay, start, finish. And, uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. That's that's the elevator pitch. It's just styles and gameplay. Easy, easy pitch. You're hired. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Woohoo. I, I personally really like the videos. I think they're a great representation of how the game plays, besides like the 30Ks and stuff you said you cut out. Uh, and Ollie, just a fantastic entertainer. You have the <laughs> such an infectious <laughs> laugh when <laughs> you blow up oh, and you're no. just cracking up. Uh, it's fun to watch. But. Um, Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on the show again, and I'm sure we'll have another checkup sometime soon later this year. But for everybody who is listening or watching, please consider subscribing, following, leaving a review. And if you'd like to come and listen to this live and ask some questions to the guests and myself, consider supporting on Patreon, uh, Twitch, YouTube, or Ko-fi. And with that, we will see you all in the next one. See you later, guys. <laughs>